In this episode, I'm talking to Adam Moore, Chief Content Officer at the Corridor Business Journal, about their content strategy, including email, podcast, and print. Enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. I'm Christoph Trapp. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Editor-in-Chief Adam Moore. He's with the Corridor Business Journal right here in Iowa, and uh, we're, we will talk about content strategy for a publication like his. Adam, thanks for joining us. Hey, Christoph. Thanks for inviting me today. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Great. And we, we met a few years ago. I don't remember yeah. where, but I, it feels like I've known you for a long time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't remember wh- where we kind of first crossed paths. I think you were doing some writing for the paper. Is that you know? Is that kind of how we connected? <laughs> that oh, that could be. I did like a couple columns, I think. Yeah. Uh, here and there. Um, yeah. Mm. Good. So, um, yep. That everything starts with writing. Well, good. So, <laughs> for us, it does. <laughs> <laughs> for us, it does. Tell yeah. me about. So I still remember. I don't remember the exact year, but but it was. I mean, you guys just had an anniversary recently, right, or something. <laughs> Yeah, we just celebrated our uh, 15th anniversary here at the CBJ, uh, the Corridor Business Journal. Um, for those who aren't uh, familiar, we're a pretty regional local publication. So, uh, yeah, 15 years uh, for an independent newspaper. I know that uh, I'm the, the third editor here, and so uh, certainly can't take too much credit for any of that. But, I mean, we've definitely built uh, our publisher and owner, John Lohman, and and his wife Aspen have really created this thing from scratch and, and built it into, uh, you know, what I, I hope a lot of folks consider kind of a valuable regional resource for, for business in Cedar Rapids, Iowa City. And I mean, I definitely read the, the emails every day. And what's interesting is I just thought of that. I actually read the emails, but I don't read them on email. I read them on Twitter. So we'll get to that. But isn't that okay. kind of interesting? Yeah, um, absolutely. So 15 years, I still remember uh, when it first started and John Kenyon, who was the first editor, worked at the same newspaper where I worked. And um, when he left, I, a lot of people were thinking, what is he doing? Why? Yeah. How, how is that going to work? Sure. Um, so, but 15 years later, it's still a success. People know it, people read it. And um, here we are. You know, I think it speaks to... Again, what John and, and uh, the, er- the earlier iterations of our staff kind of helped create, you know, I think we, um, in our region, you know, it's, it's uh, there's a lot of crossover between business, between Iowa City and Cedar Rapids, which is, which is really where we focus our coverage. But, you know, no one had really brought the region together. Um, and so I think uh, John, our owner, had a, you know, really great vision of, you know, this could be one one economic region. This could be um, something that is is bigger uh, than just these two separate parts. And so, I, I you know, I think he helped build this kind of culture, this um, focus on regionalism, cooperation, collaboration between all the different areas. Uh, areas. So, you know, we technically cover seven counties um, in eastern Iowa. We, we have a kind of a big scope, and uh, so it's exciting to see how much it's grown. Um, and, and all the stuff that's going on, John Kenyon obviously is, is a fantastic mentor to me, even to this day, you know, just trying to get a sense of the community and what's going on. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm just blessed to kind of show up and take over the mantle, <laughs> you know, here five years ago and uh, kind of keep building on what was created before me. And, and like I said, you know, we have our newsletters, we have our print paper, um, we're doing some podcast stuff now. So we're trying to kind of make sure that we're still relevant for 
uh, reader, business readers uh, in the area, making sure we're giving them information that they can use. Yep, and and the podcast. So it was it, it was it's interesting. So Tom Selig is doing one of the podcasts. Yes, and of yeah. course Tom Tom has Tom is a banker in Eastern Iowa. Has been a banker for decades. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I I mean the first time I ran into Tom was probably ninety seven. Uh, okay. Tom was a I think it was. Let me think about this for a second. He was a Hills Bank, and mm-hmm. he um, and he. Uh, they bought a sponsorship. I was playing in the Shrine Bowl or something like that. Oh, they, sure. bought, they bought <laughs> sure. like a sponsorship. And so what was interesting is I was talking to Adam. I don't remember Adam's last name. Oh, I can't pronounce it. Coina, Coin? Cuny. Uh, Adam Cuny, Cuny over at High Learning Technologies. Yes. So I was listening to Tom Seelig's first podcast with Adam, and I had a phone call with Adam later that day. <laughs> and I'm like, Tom Selig is literally still doing today what he did 20 years ago, bringing people together, except yes. now he's doing podcasts as opposed to, <laughs> you know, going to Rotary yeah. or something. So it's, yeah. So what's the talk about the podcast strategy? I mean, you guys have at least three, right, currently? Yeah, we've got three, um, <laughs> and we're, we're pushing to kind of keep it going. Um, you know, we do one with uh, Nate Kading called Real Success mm-hmm. with Nate Kading. Uh, Nate, if you don't know him, he is um, – a uh, former Hawkeye kicker. Did you play with Nate? I think you were a little bit before his time, right? So I, I, I actually, so I grew up uh, in Germany, went, um, went to high school in Iowa city and then played football for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And yeah. uh, Nate, he came from Iowa city West. So I, I was at Iowa city West. I was a senior when he was a freshman. And okay. then I was also, I was also at Iowa when he was at Iowa. So um, we run into each other every once in a while. So we, I don't, know if we ever i guess we played together at iowa but west sure. uh he was on the freshman team i think <laughs> okay well, so you know nate is um nate's a great guy he's um an entrepreneur <laughs> in iowa city he's got um a lot of different interests education innovation uh, startups and so he approached uh john maybe last year and and uh, wanted to do kind of more of a um just to look at, at successful entrepreneurs in our region, kind of digging a little deeper into the reasons behind their success. Um, and so that kind of it came, turned into first a video uh, video series we did with him, Real Success with Nate Kading. And that kind of uh, lent itself. It turned into what is now a podcast. And that was kind of our first one. Uh, so that's been really successful. We're, uh, you know, put out a, a season of that and still moving. Uh, we've got the new Tom Selick podcast podcast. Uh, uh, Tom's new best friend, which if you listen to the show, I think you kind of get, he's, he's really friendly guy. He's friends with everybody. He's like a super connector <laughs> type character. So yes. he knows everybody. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're doing a third one called diversity straight up. Uh, we've partnered with two folks, Anthony Arrington and uh, Sarika Bakta here in mm-hmm. our region who are kind of experts in diversity consulting, um, working with, corporations to improve their diversity efforts and those kind of things. And so they've, uh, they really came to us with an idea um, to, to produce a podcast called diversity straight up where we're talking with folks in the C-suite executives, um, you know, leaders about diversity efforts, um, trying to get through some of the, the corporate speak, if you will, and really get down into some interesting matters, whether that's racial diversity, gender, um, disabilities, all kinds of different things that uh, kind of encompass that topic, and so uh, we're still we're still pretty early in our in our podcast evolution. But I think it's something that we're really excited about. Um, 
people seem really interested in the space. People are listening. I think people are talking about them. Um, I'm super excited to hear you heard the Tom Selick cast. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's, it's a good avenue for us as we try to turn more digital and, and get in that direction. And so uh, are you using the podcast content in print as well, or how does that work, if at all? Yeah, so, yeah sure. So for the, um, for the Real Success podcast, um, that is kind of a hybrid for us because just because of how we kind of structured some of the sponsorship deals. So uh, Real Success appears as the podcast, and then – actually, I should say this. Let me reverse. It, it appears first in our, in our paper as a condensed print interview. Um, so, you know, our readers can read it and then the paper comes out to our subscribers on Mondays. So then we release the full, uh, unedited podcast on Thursdays so they can kind of get a little preview of it and then we'll release, uh, the full podcast on Thursdays. But that's really the only one that we're doing that with. Um, we're trying as we launch new podcasts, we're trying to let them kind of stand alone and be their own <coughs> thing, their own channel. Uh, so yeah, you know, we're experimenting with different ways to bring, um, you know, the digital into the print and vice versa. And so, you know, it's, it's fun because it's kind of the wild west, right? There's no rules necessarily yet. And so <laughs> we're just trying uh, different things to see, see what sticks. <laughs> that is so true. There are no rules. Um, that, is <laughs> right. a, that is a true statement. Um, and then, so then you have print once a week, you have mm -hmm. podcasts, you have the email. Talk about your email strategy. Yeah. You know, the emails are probably, um, as you kind of mentioned, you know, I know you read the emails uh, daily. I think that's probably become one of our most popular channels and, and products for folks. Um, we started with um, just one called the Business Daily. came out every day at around noon. That was kind of our version of a daily newspaper, you know, so to speak. As a, as a weekly print business publication, um, you know, it was tough for us to, to interact with our readers more often. And so we have this kind of daily a newsletter that went out direct to readers uh, that was followed by an afternoon one. We started that when it was really popular and now we have three going out a day. Um, we have a early morning, which we call our morning rush that goes out about seven thirty in the morning. That's really an aggregation product. We're looking through, you know, maybe 20, 25 news sources for kind of the must read news of the day. Uh, we've got our business daily, kind of our flagship product that goes out around noon. And that's, that's really kind of our main, our version of the daily newspaper. Here's five, uh, you know, uh, originally reported stories or stories that, that we are working on uh, as the CBJ staff. And then in the afternoons, now what we do is we have uh, four different uh, uh, content or four different industry uh, specific newsletters, I should say. So we have a healthcare one, uh, we have innovation and education, real estate, and then on Thursday we do a small business. So, you know, uh, readers can kind of, um, as they're subscribing, as they're subscribing to our daily newsletters and deciding what they want to read, they can really dial in and get that, you know, that vertical they want, that real estate, if they're a realtor, or they can get everything. So it kind of gives people options about how often they want to interact with us. And uh, yeah, those, those newsletters continue to grow, um, very popular. Um, you know, our flagship, like I said, that business daily is probably going out to close to 5,000 people daily. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we're excited by those. Those are great for us. So the business daily, that must be the one I'm reading on Twitter, right? Because you link to that one on Twitter. 
Uh, you know, I think we, we link to all of them. So you might be, you know, you might, I'm not sure which one you're reading. It depends when you grab it. Uh, we try to put those out every day on Twitter and, and, uh, but definitely that's one of them for sure. So I, I think I read them all. I got the notifications turned on, but how do you, um, so I didn't even think about that until we just came on and started talking about it, mm-hmm. but how do you measure or can you measure people like me who read the newsletter, but they read it from social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, we have, um, we obviously track metrics in terms of who's referring, um, you know, con- our, our email provider can tell us who's being referred from where. Um, we have a weekly staff meeting uh, where we kind of have everybody from each department report. And so that's one of our reports is, you know, how many clicks are we getting? Who's reading what? What did they click on in the newsletter? Where is our traffic coming from? So we're definitely trying to watch um, these different streams and, and uh, try and make decisions about how to leverage things best you know i i would we're we're a pretty small shop i should say you know we only have about 15 people um our newsroom's even smaller so you know i'd be lying if i said we we really had the data thing figured out um we certainly do our best to try and keep our our fingers on the metrics and, and make sure we're watching that stuff but you know on some level it's it's also um an intuition between you know myself as the editor and our reporters figuring out what we think is going to be well read and well received and trying to understand our readers so there's a little bit of both i guess for us you know we're kind of watching the numbers we're watching where people are coming from but we're also just trying to talk to folks and and get a sense of what they need from us yeah it's an interesting strategy i certainly love it as a consumer um, that it's available on so many channels in your Mm -hmm. newsletter though Talk about it, it, it. It's very self-contained, right? I don't really have yeah. to click on anything if I don't want yes. to. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, I, you know, as I'm looking at marketing strategies, content strategies, everybody always wants people to click to their website or click here yes. or do this or, or mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, everybody wants me to do something. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> why talk about why, why did you guys decide to have the strategy that you have in place? You know, um, I can say that, you know, so when I arrived uh, at the CBJ five years ago, um, we had our morning and our afternoon newsletters, and and that was kind of the structure that was there. So I I inherited it, so I I certainly don't want to take any credit for thinking of that. I think what I've learned since being here and what I've learned from talking to folks, including yourself, you know, is, is our readers, again, are, you know, they're business executives, they're, you know, high up folks they're they're processing a lot of different data streams and so um we you know they tell us you know we really appreciate that i don't have to click to a website if i'm on my phone i can read it there if i'm on my computer i can read it i don't have to kind of have that distraction or that movement of going somewhere else if i want to read your if i want to forward this to someone they're going to get the full story um you know, if I want to copy and print this out, I don't have to try and print a web page, you know. And so for us, it's just a usability thing. Um, it's, a, it's just that sense of here's how our readers have told us they use our product. And so we're not going to make it any more difficult uh, for them, you know, to make them click through to our website. Obviously, you know, um, it'd be nice to get the clicks, but uh, we're trying to come up with some different ways to, to monetize uh, our traffic and, and capture that value. But for now, yeah, I mean, it's been useful for people and and uh, who just say hey i love reading it because it essentially is my newspaper and that's where i get my news now and so for us there's real value to that and i think we've built a, a nice brand around that for sure and and you you monetize the newsletter right by having ads in the newsletter 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, it's one of our most popular sales. I know that they're, you know, for example, we sell out our newsletters very frequently. Um, so there's usually a wait, a waiting list of some sort. There's usually kind of folks that are jockeying to get into those newsletters again, because they know um, that they're being read by the business community, that they're of value. Um, you know, I think one of the funniest things I've regarding the newsletters and, and how popular they are is I was uh, walking to a coffee shop down in, in Nubo down there in Cedar Rapids. And, and I was just walking in the door and no one knew who I was. I was going for a meeting or something. And I heard someone out front talking to someone who must've been new to the area or some of the region. And she was telling this young man, she was like, you know, listen, here's another thing that you need to do is you need to get on these CBJ newsletters. You need to be reading these. And the guy was just like, Oh yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so, wow. you know, just to hear that as I'm walking into the coffee shop, um, kind of unprompted. I, I, that was just something that really stuck with me because I was just like, that is, that is the kind of referral that people are giving because of the value that we've given them. And so, you know, that's just, that's absolutely what we want to do. That was a great thing to hear. And so, yeah, just trying to provide that usability for folks. So it sounds like you, you guys are audience first, have an audience first mindset. Um, how do we, Oh, absolutely. Uh, Okay. And so some companies, you know, if they have a waiting list, they would say, oh, we'll just do another newsletter, right? Like we'll send one sure. at um, eight and another one at three just so we can uh, mm -hmm. make more revenue. But of course, um, the more you pound your audience, right, at some mm -hmm. point, they might just tune you out. Uh, yep. Why? I mean, it doesn't seem like you guys have that attitude at all, right? Well, you know, I would say that uh, we're definitely reader audience first. I mean, again, I I think I mean, I'm biased, right, as the editor of the paper, you know, for me, without the readers and the audience, it doesn't really matter what we do. So to me, I always want to give them the best experience, um, the best product that they can get, um, you know, and so that's that's important for us. I would say in terms of making space for inventory, for example, you know, yeah, sure, we have uh, we have added some new products because, hey, there's a demand for it. But I think also as we add products. So as I mentioned, you know, we're at, we're at three newsletters a day now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as we're adding those, I think we're trying to be very conscious and cognizant of the fact that, yeah, you know, we are, we are kind of touching our readers more and more frequently. Um, and we're not the only ones, you know, I know, I know that these e-newsletters are getting big. A lot of folks are doing them. A lot of people are getting, you know, not just ours. They may be getting an industry specific <laughs> one that they read. They may be getting an entertainment one. Um, so, you know, people have a lot of that kind of inbox to deal with. And so uh, we try to make sure that when we're going to do it, it's going to count. It's going to be valuable. It's going to give something to their day. They're going to want to open it. They're not just going to be like, oh, CBJ, ugh, here's another, you know, junky email. I'm just going to hit delete. Um, and so, again, we're watching those opens. We're watching the unsubscribes. We're watching all of that for clues um, and, and trying to to think about that and just, you know, Hey, are we, t are we hitting people too much? Is this mm -hmm. necessary? Um, Cause yeah, it is. I think that's a balancing act uh, for a lot of publications, right? You know, we have the tools now to be in their lives and all these different touch points, but you know, where does it, where does it matter most and where do they find the most value from us? Yeah, absolutely. That's great to hear. And, and, and are there ever, um, discussions on changing things or like, I mean, I could just see what you guys are doing. I, I, I love it as a reader. I think it's fantastic, mm -hmm. but I could just see yep. in some companies where people would say, Oh no, no, we need to get people to click or we need to do this and this and this and this. Um, how yeah. often do those discussions happen? How do you work through them? You know, I think we, 
we have we we're always having you know discussions of some of some sort like that you know we're mm-hmm. always um trying to improve the product and that kind of comes with change right or improve how we do things or processes or how we talk to folks and so you know we're always navigating change we're always just trying to understand um how things can be better right i mean christoph you know you know you can't just kind of keep riding the same product uh, especially in this business over and over, right? It just gets stale. People are tired of it. Um, so yeah, you know, we're, we're having those conversations. How can we change? I really view my role as uh, the chief content officer here at the CBJ to really be the point person that looks out for the reader. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of companies are installing uh, in their C-suite, these kind of chief product officers hmm. who really are tasked with this is what our audience wants. And I kind of view myself in that vein of, you know, always trying to advocate for our readers, for usability, for ease of use. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not always an easy conversation. I'll tell you that for sure. You know, there's definitely um, different needs, different wants from different folks on the staff. Everybody's got a different viewpoint, right? You know, depending on where you sit. And so, I just really try to go into those conversations and really just emphasize, you know, hey, from a reader's perspective, does this make my experience better? Does this does this give me, you know, does this give me more ability to do business better? And and if not, if no is the answer, then I'm I'm gonna you know work as hard as I can to make it turn that into a yes because uh, you know we we want to make sure that we're taking care of the reader uh, first and foremost. So. You know, uh, I, I can tell you right now, Christoph, we're, we're working on some new digital stuff. We're trying to update our website. Um, you know, we're doing some different things. And so these are these questions are coming up for us right now is in terms of how do changes to our brand and our products and our platforms, how does that impact people? And so there's a, there's definitely a lot of that right now. And, and again, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I had the answer. If we haven't figured out, we're just trying to kind of iterate and, and try something new and, and see what works and what doesn't. And certainly that's that's a theme I keep hearing over and over on the show. Uh, we have to just keep reiterating, um, yeah. trying new things. And, and even once you have the answer, right, I mean, it, it might change tomorrow again anyways, which sure. uh, back in the day wasn't a thing. Yeah, you know, I'm big on the like, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it or whatever they say. But, you know, mm-hmm. you, you also can't just kind of surf on what's been working. So it's just, yeah, like, it's like, how can we polish this, you know, 5% more? <laughs> right. Very good. Well, Adam Moore, the uh, Chief Content Officer at the Quarter Business Journal here in uh, Cedar Rapids in Iowa City. Of course, you guys are located now in North Liberty. No, yeah, we're right uh, right on Interstate 380 if you're driving by. So wave at us. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, thanks for sharing your, your audience first mindset and content strategy. And, and hopefully um, some, some of the listeners can take something from it and, and implement some of those ideas on their own as well. Um, Thanks again, Adam. Awesome. Thank you, Christoph. Appreciate it.